welcome to NeoCast. Join us each week as we discuss challenges in government contracting, strategies, and solutions for your businesses. We'll dive into managed IT, cybersecurity, workforce advancement, and much, much more. Sharing is caring, and we've got top-shelf advice to help you navigate today's biggest challenges. Let's get to it. Okay, welcome back, everybody, to Season 3 of NeoCast. This season, we are talking to expert Marty Herbert, who is the practice lead for business process improvement and change management within NeoSystems. Marty, welcome back. Thanks, Erin. Thank you. So we've already hit some topics here, episode one and two, covering the basics, going into a little bit more about what tools you can be thinking about. In this particular episode, we we talked about wanting to go into what are the next steps? You know, what how do we prepare for automation now? How do we gather the information and documents required for doing this type of work? How do we roll out automation to employees? Thinking about pilots and training and all sorts of things. So I know we've got quite a lot to cover in this particular episode, and we're excited that in episode four, we're actually going to bring on an additional colleague of yours to further talk about all of this. Very much looking forward to that. But let's go ahead and dive in today to catch people up on what we need to be looking at next. So, uh, you yeah, know, again, definitely. last time we talked about business process improvement and management and automation. We talked about what it looks like and how things are changing from a work perspective right now. What else have you seen and heard that seems to be driving business process improvement uh, at this particular time? It's been, it's been kind of crazy. Um, you know, really, we've heard we've had a lot of conversations, especially over the last, I'd say, two, three weeks where, you know, really, when we, you know, when we start to talk to some prospective clients and things like that, uh, and, and really just kind of things that I'm reading, whether it's, you know, LinkedIn, or, you know, you pick, pick your favorite social media, what we're hearing a lot of now and reading a lot of now is that people are doing work in a way to just make it work. And I'm, and I'm hearing that a lot, right? And well, you know, why is it that you're doing it that way? You know, well, I have to make it work. I have to make it work. I have to get it done. I have to get it done. Most recently, uh, actually talked to a payroll manager about a process that she's following. And you know, she was talking about how, you know, it's all set up and, you know, and, and really what is it that you're doing? And it really just kind of made my mouth drop. You know, she said, I don't know how it's all set up. Uh, you know, all I know is that I just have to I have to do something a certain way to make sure that everyone gets paid. Goodness gracious. I mean, <laughs> my layman's mind says, yep, I've heard that before. I've said that before. But particularly for the work that you do, what is so troubling about statements like that? Well, it, it really highlights, you know, what I've seen is a kind of an overarching common theme from a lot of different areas. You know, people are people are ready to do what they have to do. I mean, that's I mean, you look at look at our situation right now. Everybody's ready to do what needs to be done to get the job done, and I totally get that. It's a great and noble concept, but it, you know, with with a lot of the industries that we deal with, things like GovCon, healthcare. I mean, especially healthcare right now. You know, but you think about those areas of business that need to keep some level of compliance and that kind of thing. It, when when someone says, "Well, I, I just have to do it in a way that makes sure it gets done," that kind of flies in the face of efficiency, effectiveness, that kind of thing, and, and it just makes it so that it's that much more difficult to know what it is you're doing. Right. You know, and never mind compliance with any kind of uh, regulations that are out there in your industry. So, I mean, what is it? What does that matter to your worker that's in the trenches uh, if they do things the right way? If they're just getting things done. For those people that are down in the trenches, those that are doing the work, it doesn't really matter, but it does, 
Um, you know, so I think human capital in general, just people in general are focused on getting the job done. And, and really as, as a manager, as an executive, that's what you want. You want people to get the job done. Productivity. However, <laughs> Be productive. Exactly. Exactly. Right. We measure exactly. productivity. Yep. Right. Right. I mean, every time you turn around, it's how productive are you? How billable are you? How, you know, how much are you serving the client and those types of things? And it's, and it's great. But as you move up in the organization, you start to serve two masters. So, you know, you start looking at, well, great, you got to get it done, but you also have to get it done effectively, get it done efficiently, get it done, you know, making profit. And, you know, you run the risk of, you know, really getting shut down if you're not compliant. You run the risk of just spending too much if you're inefficient, if you're ineffective. It just makes it overall harder to, you know, run the business in a way where people are just, quote unquote, trying to get things done. So I know that we're not necessarily focusing on compliance today, and it's a little tangential to what we're talking about. But at the same time, when you hear stuff like this, I mean, what should someone considering business process improvement do with this information? You're right. I mean, it is it's tangential. You know, it, it really is beside the point, but it also is the point all at the same time, you know, whether, because you know, there's compliance and, you know, people have highly regulated industry. But at the same time, whether you've got compliance issues or not, regulatory issues or not, you, you still have to be in a system for your business and your business processes where you are in control, where you are effective. And, you know, from a corporate mindset, you just have to have a system that works. You know, and it really should be in that same conversation, again, regardless of the regulatory burden. Part of my background, I'm former DCAA, um, and, you know, those who are in GovCon who are listening, you know, take that for what it's worth. Um, but, you know, I would, hear, I would hear something like, oh, well, I'm just getting it done. And, and the first thing that would come into my auditor brain at the time was you have an internal control problem. So right. from, from a business process improvement perspective, it really kind of overarches things like this. You know, we, we ask more questions. And that's really the first step for improving upon any process is to start asking those questions. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, we talk about compliance a lot. And I know that I've been in companies before where, you know, the flip side of it is people will also say, I'm just doing this because I have to be in compliance. And you should be <laughs> in compliance, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't take efficiency as seriously, right? Uh, so, you know, I'm sure you've seen that situation a lot of times where it's like, well, we just have to do this because this is how compliance works. And compliance doesn't necessarily equal efficiency, but right. it doesn't mean that you can't be efficient while you're being compliant, right? Yeah, the, the opposite is absolutely true, too. I mean, you can absolutely be too controlled and too compliant and too locked down and too prescriptive in the way you do things. You know, I always look at a process when I'm, you know, when I'm going in to talk to a client and I'm like, look, if we're going to improve this process, we're going to get it about 90% right because right. you can't get to 100%. You don't, honestly, you don't want to get to, uh, to 100% because if you do it at a hundred, if you do 100%, if that's your goal, you're not going to get there. Number one. And number two, if you get there, if by some chance you do get there, you're then going to constrain your employees to the point where, well, why do you do it this way? Because right. it's the way we do it. So, uh, you know, then you're focused on how you do it, not actually getting it done. So there is a fine balance there. Absolutely. Right. 
And I'm sure with your government contracting clients, you know, our government's not necessarily known for efficiency. So just because they <laughs> just because they are putting out regulations, you know, their job isn't necessarily to think about how efficient their requirements are. Their job is to to make sure that they are protective of things that should be protected. And, you know, we can all argue <laughs> back and forth about what how often we think they're doing that right. But regardless, when a, a company is receiving regulations or compliance measures that they have to follow, I would imagine there's still a lot of room in there for companies to be innovative and and thoughtful about their processes to be sure that yes they're in compliance but doing it efficiently. So, uh, you mentioned that you know this is the first step of many in improving your processes. How many? You know, in terms of the number of steps there are in the process and, and asking questions and things and that you know again first step ask questions and it's about striking that balance and and really it's it's like this podcast, right? So, I mean, you think about where we started with this and, and, you know, as we get into a topic, we're going to dig in, you know, we dig into the topic until we think we've covered it. And then we start back on the next episode and dig a bit deeper. I've heard it called an onion and peeling back the layers or whatever, but there's always more to find out. So what, what we do when we approach a, a business process improvement uh, project is from, you know, we, again, using kind of Lean Six Sigma standpoint, uh, we start with something like process mapping, get acquainted with how the high level process looks, then we go quick. I mean, Neo Systems is, is all about trying to go through that high level quickly, so we can capture the main points of the process, get moving forward, then Surprise, surprise, we circle back and go deeper. Um, once we have the high level, we map that out. We then go from beginning to end, beginning to end, beginning to end. And we just keep going back through iteratively probably three or four times, honestly. Uh, and that way we're keep, we keep going next level down just with a process map. And, and really, again, that's all about asking questions beginning to end and keep going through that cycle until we get to, okay, now we know what that process looks like. And now we can start to dig, up, dig into it a little bit more. You know, it's so interesting that we have been talking on several different fronts, not only through this podcast, but for sure me and other situations and thinking through analogous situations. You know, a lot of design thinking talks about analogous situations. How often are you seeing something in one area that you can transfer onto a different problem and think about it differently? And as you were saying this, I was thinking about a lot of the new psychological therapies that they're working with PTSD. This is completely an aside, guys. Sorry. But, um, you know, this is what (laughs) makes this podcast interesting, I think, every once in a while. (laughs) Uh, But in PTSD, you know, I think there's a new therapy. I want to say it's called EMDR. But part of how they work through PTSD is exactly that. So they they start with sort of like, what do you, can you remember back to a moment? And then they make you repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it until you get down to the core of what it is that's actually causing the psychological disruption. Uh, And this seems very analogous to what you guys are doing when you're looking at a process and you're trying to get down to the core of what really needs to change here to be more efficient and effective. It's repeat, 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 so that it can continue to reveal, reveal, reveal around the inefficiencies. is that? Am I reading that right and how you were talking about that? That's absolutely right. And it really is about rep, the repetition of hearing the same thing, even when you are, are describing your process to me. It's still, sometimes I'll hear the same thing three or four times and I'll get something just a little bit out of, a little bit different out of it every time. But the funny part is, so will you. A lot of the time exactly. you'll be describing this same step 
for the fourth time and, and wondering, number one, wondering why am I describing this for the fourth time? Right. But then, then all of a sudden it goes, wait a second, I forgot about this one thing. Right. And, that, and that's why we do it that way. That's why we go through it. And, and even, even as we get from, you know, from questions to requirements and into designing and building systems and those types of things, it's still that constant feedback loop of, of iterative steps of the process and iterative design and iterative build to make sure that we are getting each piece of the process. Again, not trying to go so restrictive in the process that you can't do it any other way than this. You have to remain flexible, but to be able to strike that balance between compliance and getting it done. Now, you've used the word requirements a few times. Tell me a little bit about what that is in the process. How does that fit in? Yeah, so so requirements really just guide the whole thing, right? So we, we ask questions so we can get down to process and requirements. Requirements, you know, again, guiding principle of what business process improvement really is. Uh, it's the documentation of what the process needs to do and how it needs to happen. And, and really, it's, it's widely different from what actually happens when it actually comes down to like nuances of the process and stuff. But it's, you know, it's requirements, it's documentation. So tell me a little bit more about that. Like, how is that different? Well, the difference is people, right? So, I mean, if, if, you hand, if you hand 10 different people in any department the steps of a process and you say, here, this is what we need to do, they're going to each interpret that just a little bit different, right? So the difference really is people. So maybe, maybe the requirement is something like, you know, the process needs to be that we pay our bill in a timely manner, right? That's requirement. We have to pay bills in a timely manner. We also know that it has to get posted to the right account in the accounting system. And the fun part is, again, that, that same general requirement given to multiple people can be done in multiple ways to ensure that it happens actually in practice, in your business as it's moving and, and, and as, as things are happening. So we could have a process participant who needs to know the code to post a payment against, or maybe the system can automatically figure out how that happens, or maybe it's the responsibility of someone else who's more knowledgeable. So Anybody could be responsible for making sure that it gets coded correctly. Anybody could be responsible for making sure that the it gets paid. Anybody can be can be responsible for making sure it gets paid timely. So it's the pieces of the process and the people in the process that actually make the process work. Sometimes that is also paired with systems, but it's really about, you know, it's really about the people. Uh-huh. Okay. So I think I'm getting a better picture here. So tell me a little bit about what normal process improvement engagements play out. Like how do, how do they play out? What do they look like? So, uh, you know, I mentioned, of course, I mentioned the process mapping and that, that's usually happening right up front. So for, from a NEO systems perspective, we start out with, with workshops and, you know, the word itself is played out. I mean, workshops is, oh, we're going to have another workshop and oh, we're going to have another meeting. You know, I mean, we're all, we're all experiencing, you know, kind of virtual meeting overload right now. But we start out with process mapping because, again, it's important to understand not just for us to understand, but also for our customers, our clients to understand what that looks like. And, you know, call it a workshop, call it a working session, call it a process deep dive, whatever it is. We start out with the high level and then we dig down lower. Then we turn to, you know, so, so part one, get through the high level. Part two, what information and data is needed within each step? So that's kind of the next level down. And then the next level below that is, okay, great. We know what data, we know what the process looks like, who needs to be involved. Then from there, once we know the who and the what and what, what this process looks like, that's really where we turn our attention to 
figuring out what the future state of this process needs to look like, right? So we know what it looks like now. We also know where the pain points are because even before all of this, even before the workshop starts, most of our engagement starts with somebody calling up and saying, hey, I've got a problem. I've got pain. I've got, you know, there are issues with my process. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so we start talking about timing. We start talking about elapsed elapsed time between steps in a process. We make sure, you know, we, we figure out how to make sure people are doing what needs to be done, right? So, I mean, you, talk, you think about what we've talked about before. When everybody wants to get things done, that's great. But now you're relying on everybody to do it exact, either, either the same way or as effectively as the next person, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's keeping a list or keeping a to-do sheet or maybe it's tasks and outlook or whatever. But whether it's through alerts, reminders, escalations, those types of things, we talk about that as part of the process. Then once we know about the process, so we're, we're talking the who, the what, the when, the where, the how, then we make a re- recommendation on how it's all going to be accomplished. You know, a lot of the time it's going to involve some sort of process automation. I mean, that's, that, that's kind of the way that we are starting to see working more and more and more. Um, through process automation, you know, through through a tool set that we use, it, sometimes it's just as simple as training someone, you know, making adjustments, training somebody, getting a system set up a certain way, that kind of thing. I'm just wondering if you're available for household chore process automation. <laughs> I'm just thinking that this entire thing feels like this would help my family, especially in this time of lockdown, that if you could just come over here and evaluate our processes, for instance, for getting the dishwasher loaded. I feel like that is, <laughs> I feel like I'd love to see your, you know, your diagram on how to, how do we need to go through it? Because I have a theory and I don't have my uh, charges here following my process. <laughs> I, I, I I dare, I dare you and everybody listening to Google process automation at home and right. see what that looks like. Uh, I, I've seen some really funny memes out there about about what that looks like. But yeah, it is, it, 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 and it, it's funny because it's fun. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, you start think for for me, I start to think about everything as a process. It has its advantages sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes it doesn't. But right. You know, it, it really, it really is. You know, how how do I do things better and and, and that kind of thing and and, and constant improvement, constant yeah. improvement. Yeah, exactly. Well, again, I might need to hire you just to come over to the house and <laughs> I, I, you know, dare dare wonder what your household looks like when you're running chores. I think it was probably very efficient, but uh, yeah, I would love to have that in my house. But I mean, speaking <laughs> speaking about uh, process automation, uh, do you have a recommendation for it? Yeah. So, well, at Neo Systems, we use we use a tool called Integrify. It's workflow automation. Uh, it works well across a lot of different use cases, uh, and, and we've also helped clients implement workflows in their systems specifically. Um, you know, whether it's already built into a system that they have. Uh, you know, SharePoint has some that kind of thing. Um, but you know, whether it's whether it's in the system that they have or whether it's the tool set that we bring along with us. You know, even even sometimes it, it can be that. I, I like I chuckle a little bit when I think about what I call a quasi manual process, you know. So, well, yeah, we we do electronic processing, and then I hear that that electronic processing is I send an email to somebody who that has an attachment to it. So, yeah, see, it's electronic. Yeah. So for all of that, you know, there there usually is a tool that can help. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to solve everything, but yeah, we we definitely work across across tools. But specifically, we usually bring uh, Integrify with us to 
uh, helps solve a lot of the workflow automation pieces. It's so funny that you say that about Outlook, and I, I won't name names, not that I think this person will listen, but I recently heard uh, someone, a slightly older gentleman who's working in a, in a business and his process for getting things, uh, a PDF essentially, is that mm-hmm. he goes to a Word document, he prints it out, and then he scans it back into his computer. And he, oh wow! <laughs> and I said to the person who was telling me the story, I said, "Well, why didn't you just teach him how to print it, save it as a PDF?" And he said, "I just didn't want to embarrass him." And I said, "But he's <laughs> printing, but he's printing out a document from from Microsoft Word, scanning it back right. into his computer." And the problem was the reason this was found out was because he couldn't figure out where it was saving to when it was scanning. <laughs> oh wow! So wow. yeah, people out there listening, you know, you may have a process, but I'm just telling you, it may need to be looked at. <laughs> we might be <laughs> killing trees unnecessarily, simply yeah. because yeah. Uh, there's a thing called save as a PDF that would help you out. So yeah, <laughs> and, and electronic and electronic processes doesn't mean it just happens. Right. In an, on an electronic tool. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> right. Well, this all sounds uh, like a lot of fun, at least for, for a brain like mine, uh, because I love process and efficiency, but it also sounds a little bit scary. Um, how do you manage change through all of this? I mean, change, change is all around us right now. I mean, everybody's thinking about it with, you know, with COVID-19 and all of that. I mean, it, there's a lot of changes going on. And it is, the, the whole topic is great. It's, and it's really deep. So this is where, you know, it, it can completely unravel, you know, really what this session would become. Um, so probably better for another session. Uh, actually, one of my teammates, Christy, she actually heads up our change management practice at NEO. She and I actually talked recently and, you know, kind of overall thought process around what change is, what, you know, how that kind of fills in really an entire episode of, of what we're doing here. Um, and, and what that looks like, especially in, in terms of what we're experiencing now. And just from, again, the human aspect of it, um, you know, her, her background is a lot of is, is HR and that kind of thing. So it, it does come from a change management from a people perspective, which is really, especially right now, the, the farther apart we are, the more we have to remember and realize that that's the case. Absolutely. Well, I really look forward to catching up with you and Christy on the next episode then to talk through that. And, um, you know, as we're having this whole conversation, I can't help but think how many people I'm going to share this episode with who may not even be looking at their business processes. But you're right. A lot of this, again, I use that word analogous, uh, how analogous it is to the fact that we're all having to make some major changes in our processes right now. And perhaps putting on our lean Six Sigma hats uh, and thinking through it might help us actually better arrange our days and our schedules and our new routine and and what the new world looks like now post-COVID. And then furthermore, listen in when Christy talks just a little bit about how to manage that change, because I think, um, again, we can always learn from different places and ways in which they're managing things like that. The stress of a change in an organization is, is likely very similar to the stresses that we're all experiencing now, even if they're very uh, different in emotionality, they're probably still a lot mechanically the same. And so I look forward to connecting with you two next on episode four to talk through change management. Thanks so much for this particular conversation and all of the insights. I think this is going to be super helpful for tons of people and um, look forward to talking to you next time. Absolutely. Thanks, Aaron. The Neo Systems Difference. We specialize in serving organizations of all sizes. In today's fiercely competitive market, is your organization constantly searching for ways to gain the advantage over competitors? Smart organizations are paying more attention to their strategic back office operations. 
Neosystems offers scalable back office services and solutions to improve your organization with a team of industry experts, industry-leading information technology tools, and an advanced technical infrastructure. From software hosting and security solutions to managed accounting services, Neosystems will custom-build solutions and services that are tailored to fit your organization's needs. Check us out on the internet at neosystemscorp.com. That's neosystemscorp.com.